Hello, everybody. We are back at it. It is the Thread Lab Podcast, where we string a thread of information to life's events and things that are happening to us and string it together in a podcast. And thank you for joining us. I am your host, Justin Dorsey, and with me, as always, is my buddy, my friend, and my pal, Kevin O'Connor. Kevin, how are you doing this week? Doing well. That's fantastic to hear. Um, I hope everybody out there is doing well also. Thank you for downloading the podcast. Really appreciate it. And if you like it, please rate and review and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, and on Spotify. Also hit us up on Instagram at ThreadLads and on Twitter at Lads Thread. That one always that that one always screws me up with the backwards. The, I, I wish that thread thread lads as a Twitter handle was already taken though. Yeah, it was already taken. I don't, yeah. I don't Which is so weird because it wasn't taken on anything else. Yeah, you're right. I don't know. I mean, I guess Twitter has been around long enough. I don't. I don't know. Um, yeah. But thank you for joining us this week. Also, yeah, I forgot to mention. Please. We love hearing any feedback that we get from y'all. Anything at all. Questions, comments, concerns, critiques of any sort. Uh, we love hearing it, so email us, listeners at threadless.com. Kevin, it's it's crazy to think. Right now, we're living in, it's been a full year. We've eclipsed 365 days or 366 days. I don't remember. Was today, was this year a leap year? I can't remember. Um 2020 was a leap year. Okay. So uh, then I guess, yeah, 365 days has been right over that we have been dealing with the COVID crisis in America, like when everybody started locking down. I guess we started to really hear the rumblings of COVID in February last year. Something like that. Like, Well, no, the end of January is when we heard the rumblings. We even have have our text from our friend in in the thread that said, there's this weird virus going around in China or something similar. Oh, right. I, I, but February is... Yeah I, yeah, I totally forgot about it. But I mean, like, we knew about it in February. It just hadn't, it hadn't gotten over here yet. And it was still a point where everybody was kind of thinking, like, is this the swine flu? Is this, like, the bird flu? Like, these little viruses that pop up that there's some, like, initial concern over. But it really doesn't do anything. It doesn't take over anything. And we were still, like, kind of right. in that point. But I guess it was March 9th of last year. That's when, like, the NBA shut down. They, like, just stopped the game. I was just about to ask you And that was, like, that just sent shockwaves through literally every other part of everyone's life. From that minute, like, when the NBA decided to call off the games and it was all just, like, shut down right then. And it's wild to think about. That one freaked me out. That was the first thing that kind of freaked me out because I remember we were potting together and you told me that and everything was already because a week or two leading up to work is when I started like every day I would have a tab open on my computer and it would be like coronavirus or coronavirus uh-huh. Atlanta just to like see what was going right, on because right. it was still in, in that like kind of far away but I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. But then when we were potting and you did the and you were like, they just canceled the game. Yeah, yeah. That was when I was like, oh, dang. Yeah, I think we took a break and I was just looking at Twitter and then all the stuff was like, they're canceling the game. Somebody might have tested positive. Um, they're clearing out well, all the Wasn't the one out. guy? 
Yeah, the one of the guys for the is that when he was touching was touching all of the microphones, Rudy Gobert, and he wasn't taking it very seriously. He's like, oh, the the COVID, blah blah blah. He started touching the microphones that people would be on, and he was in locker rooms with everybody not taking it seriously. And then he tested positive for COVID. And That's insane. Yeah, yeah. He that actually had some falling out too with his teammates. His teammates were pissed at him, like legitimately I bet. pissed at him. And he felt really bad. And but it, it was that, and I, I think it was the same day. Tom Hanks. It came out that Tom Hanks caught the coronavirus. Yeah. I think that was all the same day. And I think that that was really that switch it was March 9th, twenty twenty. That was the day that it really set into people's like, oh shit, this is actually a real thing. This is not one of these other like little viruses that pop up but don't really affect anybody and just end up dying out. Yeah, when it starts affecting celebrities and athletes and stuff, it usually gets gets real. Especially Tom Hanks. Of all of all the celebrities to get it, Tom Hanks is probably the most universally other than The Rock. I think Tom Hanks yeah. has the highest approval rating out of anybody in America. Like when you when I don't I don't know about you, but like I feel like I've heard this and I feel like I've done this before, but when you're describing that somebody's very nice or just trying to put into context about somebody that you know that's nice, a, a, a common descriptor that people would be like, yeah, he's nice. He's like Tom Hanks. He's nice. He's universally loved. Everybody likes him. I, maybe the, the reaction. I'm, I'm not sure from, I've ever heard. You've never heard that before? I don't think I've heard. I mean, I've heard that Tom Hanks yeah. is very nice, but I don't think anyone's ever been like that person's so nice. He's like Tom. I, I, I'm only thinking of that because I just heard it. Um, Martellus <laughs> Bennett, one of the tight end, he was like, a oh, yeah. And he was just talking about different people in the locker room, and he was saying that the best, probably one of the nicest, best teammates he ever had was John Kitna, and he was describing. He was just like, he's so nice. He's like over the top nice. He's like Tom Hanks nice. And I was just thinking, I was like, is that like, I feel like Tom Hanks is the, one of the, the ultimate barometers of just describing to somebody how nice somebody can be. Like if somebody's super nice and you're like, oh, he's like Tom Hanks, everybody kind of gets it. Everybody kind of knows what you mean by that. Like Tom Hanks is in a lot of ways, especially, um, I guess, more so for the white community. But like Tom Hanks is, it's like America's I mean, yeah, dad probably. in a lot of ways. I feel like in 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 a celebrity sense, yeah. I feel like he's. Been I don't know a, if I want him as my dad. What, what's wrong with Tom Hanks? Nothing. He's just made some. He hasn't been making very good movies recently. I gotta look to I see what he's I done. I don't think that should <laughs> base your judgment on how nice and friendly a person is based on some of the I, shitty I have, movies he's been making. Although I don't even I know have heard what, that, what shitty movies has he made. I don't. I don't even know. Apparently he's been directing. Oh, I'm not under his. All right, actor. Here we go. All right, this is a News of the World. I never even heard of that. Sounds sus. Uh, Greyhound. That was that Apple TV movie. A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. That was the, the uh, Mr. Rogers. Mr. Rogers movie, yeah. Never, never saw but it. But generally, I heard it. It was nice. I heard it wasn't that good. I heard it was fine. I heard it was fine. I heard it was like the documentary was good. The Post, never heard of it. 
The Circle, never heard of it. Inferno, never heard of it. Sully. So how can you, how can you say that? You, what how, how do you know any of them are good or not? You don't even know what that, you never he was, heard of any of them. I should have gone to Rotten Tomatoes. He was playing Sully Sullenberger. And if, you know, Sully Sullenberger, you got to be pretty nice to play Sully Sullenberger. Right, exactly. I mean, I, whatever. We can dig into the semantics, but I, I generally think that in a lot of ways, Tom Hanks, you know, he he's just a respected figure that everybody's like, I like. Like, have you ever heard anybody be like, I don't like Tom Hanks? Oh, a lot of the movies I named just now got high 80s, low 90s. On <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so clearly just because you haven't heard of it is not a barometer on how good the movie is. But I feel like that was that. But that when Tom Hanks got. COVID, a, beautiful, a lot of people are like, oh, shit. A, be- <laughs> a beautiful day in the neighborhood got a 95% on Oh, Rock my God. <laughs> <laughs> Who did you? Yeah, also, yeah, let's go back to that. Let's, let's go back. Who did you hear say that it wasn't that good? I think you told me. I don't I never know. Saw Someone it. told me that. I never saw it. That <laughs> 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 wasn't me. I don't even I think you're just pulling things out of thin air you're just trying to make a case for yourself for, 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 yeah, for, for not do. thinking that Tom Hanks is the most nice into me that maybe i mean it's been a while since i've watched any of the toy story movies toy story 3 one of the few movies or tv things that can just like make me cry that that last scene i still never saw it oh my god you never saw toy story 3 you need to see Toy Story. i was gonna watch it i was gonna watch it before toy story 4 came out and then something happened um something happened and i never did in toy story 3 it brings it all together, and I saw it when I was still in college. And what in Andy's like going away to college in that movie, and there's a, just a lot of emotion. Wait, spoilers! It's not a spoiler. Oh, it's, it's not a spoiler. I'm not gotcha. spoiling anything. He just, he's it, obviously he's aged because all of the movies they progress, and it just happened in like kind of a unique timeline for when we were born that most of. Or like all of the Toy Story movies, we are kind of around the same age as Andy, who the toys are, the, yeah. like the, the kid who the toys belong to are. So there's like the the whole world of Andy growing up and throughout the three movies that also kind of plays into yourself. I don't know, but Toy Story three, okay. oh. great goes. You need to watch that there's... shit. If you're spending money on all of these other movies, it, Toy well, it's Story, not Disney Plus. Toy I'd Story imagine. three is one that's actually worth the money. Compared to some of the other There's that whole conspiracy that Andy's dad died of polio, too, or whatever. I've never heard that. Do you think you can accurately describe what that what that is? No, but listen to Don't this bring filmography. Don't if you're not going to if you're not going to say what that is. Because now I just, all I, I want to know is why. Who the fuck came up with Andy's dad having polio? Of all the diseases, of all the things that he could have, he had polio. 
Andy wasn't born in fucking 1940, so why would he have polio? I mean, maybe maybe he's anti-vax. I don't know. <laughs> uh, according to the according to the conspiracy, Andy's dad, also named Andy, was the original owner of Woody sometime around 1959. Andy Sr. was diagnosed with polio and his toys were destroyed, but he managed to spare Woody's slinky dog and Mr. Potato Head from destruction by hiding them in a box in his bed. Uh, when When... When is that ever gone over in any of the movies? Where is that pulled from? <laughs> I don't know. But I don't there's know. Not, there's Listen, no context clues in any of those movies to say, yeah, his dad died of polio and he left a bus. Listen to, this, listen to this string of films that Tom Hanks was in, which is just insane to think about how many bangers this was. Not all of them necessarily for me, but listen to, listen to this. Sleepless in Seattle. Then Philadelphia, then Forrest Gump, then Apollo thirteen, then Toy Story, <laughs> then that thing you do. I don't. I never saw that. And then Saving Private Ryan. That is just <laughs> that, a, that string is a string of ridiculous of movies. Some of the best movies ever made in American history. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> he, just, he just rolled <laughs> off in like a ten less my, than ten year span. It's it's crazy. It, it, I mean, that's why he's just looked at as you know America's dad in a lot of ways. He's been in so many awesome, influential parts throughout the like in our entire lifetimes for us, and then even people older than us. He's been in the public sphere for like thirty years now, at least a little bit over thirty yeah. years and stuff, and being in big movies and. That's why I just think uh, I think he that that point when he got sick really that hit home for a lot of people in a way that I'm not sure just any celebrity would have done. I feel like Tom Hanks just hit everyone in a certain way because everybody it's just like yeah. Tom Hanks is that just just a loved nice dude that no one ever like I've never heard of anyone having a problem with Tom Hanks in general. Yeah. I'd imagine when you get to that like that point in Hollywood, you have to be pretty affable because, like, you're just not going to get hired. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I don't know. Like, you, I feel like you can't make it that far if you're a dick. Now, I don't know because I have no idea about anything in Hollywood. <laughs> However, I just assume if you make it like th- to that high of a spot, you know, yeah. you've got to be pretty nice. Well, I mean, um, once everybody gets vaccinated you're right you're right in a in a big place where a lot of filming for movies and tvs are getting done maybe you'll be able to uh come across tom hanks one day atlanta's a hot hot city for for all of like movies and tv they were filming at my grandparents uh neighborhood uh, a couple months ago nice i don't know we we couldn't we were trying to figure out what they were filming for they wouldn't tell us um i totally get that but um, the, just to just to, to finish out the the COVID thing, like I or not, maybe not finish out, but continue the conversation. Um, like it's been the nicest week here that it's been all year. It's been right around seventy today. It actually got like the mid seventies, and it's been sunny oh, wow. and it's been fantastic. I've been going out on walks, just just soaking it all in getting like just getting all of spring and i was like talking i think in the thread and i was talking to some people even at the coffee shop when i was like rolled up there to today to just grab a uh, cup of joe um we we really didn't get to enjoy spring last year 
because of COVID. And yeah. since it was the initial part of COVID happening, no one knew what was going on with like, no one knew how you could get it, how it spread, how contagious was it? No, there were so many questions in the air that we basically all were just inside straight up all spring. There were like, most of us have been inside for probably the better part of a year, but especially that initial point, those first like, those first two months, like May and April, nobody was going outside. There's nobody I heard outside of my, and I live on like a fairly, fairly busy street and like no one was outside doing anything and we were just robbed of that so like to walk around now and to get the spring to see the birds coming back to see stuff starting to bloom again and just be able to kind of soak it up and enjoy it again it it's it it's energizing in a way it is, it really is because i i remember that also like last spring going for a walk after work one day and it was like right in the beginning and I didn't even know, like you'd see someone like on the other side of the street and like, shoot, should I have a mask? Like, I don't right. know, like what I, like, I felt uncomfortable even being outside. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that didn't last too long, but still like, but like, yeah, that, like those that was, first couple weeks you're like, I don't know what, yeah. what is what, who has it? Can I get it? Am I going to like die? How do you get it? <laughs> Everything. Yeah, you're right. I mean, like I spent, and then because of the fact that there was like nothing to do and no one knew like what, because remember that was when everything started coming out, like you can get it through the ventilation and this and that. Like I had, and plus I had just moved here, but yeah. there was nothing to do. I spent most of the time inside. I mean, I spent a lot of time inside well, or just like right in the driveway yeah. reading. I mean, you, you specifically had a very tough situation. I know tons of people are having or have had very bad situations um due to this COVID thing i mean my the, all my problems have basically been inconveniences but i haven't had any problems but you moved to a brand new city um i was expecting your wife to come down and join you all of that got cut off you're in a brand new city you can't go out you can't meet anyone you can't even discover the city that you just moved into for months i mean that's that's a that's not a great situation to have been in and props on you for being able to to make it through that somehow well maybe it was a good thing because there's like there was a massive spike in break up breakups and divorces for people that have stuck together that whole time <laughs> not saying you know I, mean, that's yeah. I, I, I feel like it, it really for <laughs> nah that's fine i feel like there's really only two ways that especially initial quarantining and stuff could have gone for couples that are living together. It's either we're going to become way more closer because of this, or we're going to fucking absolutely hate each other because of this. <laughs> and, yeah. and I've seen, I've seen and heard of stories of both sides and I totally get it. I think me and the wife would have been good because we had like, all, we've already, our first apartment together, I mean, you you went to that apartment. It was like a box, basically. Oh, yeah. So, like, we already had that, like, jammed in feeling. So, I think we would have been fine. No. I mean, well, no, 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 you would have been fine. I, I, it would have been, I just, I think it would have generally been better. Like, y'all both moving to a city, y'all were just separated for months True. because of this. I feel like there's a lot of other factors, like, the people, like, it's not just the quarantine. It's like people losing jobs and not have. I mean, we didn't. Yeah. This, there weren't that many st kids stimuli. And, like, there's, there's a lot of bills, Kids, all sorts of yeah. issues that will come up 
and yeah. different relationships and different things that mean differently to different people. But yeah, I, I mean, it, it's been a terrible year. We got to get these motherfucking vaccines. People do not be scared of the vaccine. I initially was very, very apprehensive about the idea of getting the vaccine. But I mean, I've, I've listened to enough doctors. There's been enough rich and famous people to get the vaccine also that I'm like, all right, yeah, this thing's fine. Whatever. Give, give me that shit and let me go back into living my life. And I know this isn't probably the best way to look at it, but my parents both got their first doses of the vaccine using them as a test case well no 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 like no i feel i just generally like a lot of my apprehension a lot of my concern over the past year hasn't really been about me it's been about my parents and whether they get it whether i I can give it to them or or something like that and the fact that they are getting vaccinated just it it's a whole like just level of just my thought that doesn't have to go towards them thinking yeah. how safe they are and everything. No, I totally get that too. Cause I, yeah, but the same thing with my grandparents and I was living with them, but then now I'm hearing all this other stuff that like the vaccine's only going to be good for uh, three months. And, um, and like, there's going to be a ninth spike or whatever, you no. know, come man, come if summer, that so shit I, fucking happens, if we all get vaccinated and try to go back living and then the shit wears off or something, holy fuck. I know. Holy fuck. <laughs> that's going to be devastating. That's going to be more I don't crushing. know if we'll recover from that. <laughs> no, we might not. Uh, the, the, I, that <laughs> idea, because like, I feel like so many people right now are just like, alright, there's some sort of light at the end of the tunnel. Like We're almost there. It's almost within reach. We can get it. If this shit relapses like next winter or something, oh yeah, next winter it's going to be the most depressing winter. And like seasonal depressing is already a fucking thing. It happens like I really noticed it this year, especially when it was warm and sunny like one day last week, and it felt like I had just been given a shot of adrenaline in the arm out of nowhere. Yeah. I just immediately felt better. I was more positive. I had more energy. Um, if that shit happens in next winter where vaccines wear off and re- they haven't developed any sort of booster shot or something like that, holy fuck, that's yeah, going to be depressing. We were talking about that at work. Or we had a work meeting today and just the, just the fact that the sun's out, like just how different it makes your entire mood. Oh, yeah. And it is true. No, it's like uh, the getting off of work um because like I, I get off of work anywhere between like five and six every day yeah. on, on normal days okay. and stuff like that and like the difference of getting off of work and there's still being sunlight out to getting off of work and it's dark out is radically different and how it just changes my psyche and like Definitely. how much i even feel like i i'm willing to do after i get off of work like i get off of work and there's sun out and i'm like oh i still feel like i can do things around the house or take care of stuff where as before when it was dark and I get off of work, I'm like, fuck this. I'm going to watch TV or play video games. I'm not, I'm just going to wallow in my my seasonal depression. Well, that's kind of even how I felt last summer because it almost felt like the, the whole last summer to me felt like just a continuation of like the COVID season. 
and so like it almost made it worse some of the times too when it would be like super nice out but i, I didn't have like there there was nothing to do like i didn't have anything to do yeah. so i would just that would bum me out even more sometimes like i remember a couple of times last weekend I mean, not last weekend, uh, last summer, just like laying on the couch on the weekend and being like, I don't have anything to do. So I'd like go for walks and stuff. But it's just like, uh-huh. at least now there's kind of like the glimpse of hope at the end of the tunnel. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like and now I'm just like exploding with excitement and like trying to get that vaccine. Oh, yeah, man. I'm trying to get the vaccine. Wanna... I'm ready to go over the past year. I was able to pay off some debt so i'm in a better financial situation i'm ready to go wild there's no doubt there's going to be like a roaring 20s off of this shit just like it was a hundred years ago after the spanish flu and after world war one and shit and people were just living to the excess and getting after it that i am fucking there i'm ready to go let's do this thing i'm so fired up yeah it it's already like me and the intern were walking around the square. La- we were outside a lot this this past weekend because we were out like the entire weekend because it was last week was kind of like our, our first nice week. And um, I mean, like just the square people are ready. You could tell like the, the probably not a great thing, but like the restaurants are packed. The bars were packed. Oh, yeah. Like there's a lot of people like ready to spend some <laughs> yeah. money. I feel like those probably shouldn't be packed yet, but I, I, no, they should not be they packed shouldn't. yet. <laughs> but, um, uh, but I, I get the, the, the feeling like I've seen it around here just on my walks around the neighborhood. Cause it's been so nice. So just like during the day or after work, I've just been going on, like a, a 30 minute hour walk and just just i'm just been aimlessly nice. walking around just because it's been nice yeah. to be outside and that's good for a you. t-shirt and yeah yeah just getting getting a walk in is actually super yeah. underrated um but i've just seen like there's more people out people are just like out like i, I could just tell there's people out doing the same thing i'm doing <laughs> they're just outside to be outside just yeah. soak up the warmth just you don't have to be doing oh. anything you're just walking around to enjoy it and i don't i don't think i've quite enjoyed it as much like i've always loved the the spring the break of the cold the new rebirth i don't but it means something even a little bit more different this year after the past year that we've had apprehensive i guess uh, of of summer coming at the same time because i feel like there's a very real possibility i'm not going to be able to get the vaccine by summer and i really hope i can control myself i don't know what i'm gonna do like what are you gonna do if everyone you know is vaccinated like and people are out partying and you you can't well, get a vaccine why yet? wouldn't you be able to get a vaccination by summer i don't know just uh supply and stuff. Joe Biden said all this motherfucker did we even have enough. Yeah, that's what he supply. said. That's what everyone says. But I, I I do think that there's we are crossing, it does seem like we're it. crossing a point where it does seem like we should just be opening this shit up to everybody. Like and, yeah. and before I know we were concerned with the amounts of doses that we had, so we wanted to get the most vulnerable 
the doses. But I feel like we're getting to that point where we have enough doses. I mean, that's what Joe Biden was saying. By the end of May, we will have enough to for everybody that wants to get a vaccination to be able to get that vaccination. Yeah, and I do think I I mean I do agree. Like my cousin went and took his parents to go get vaccinated and while he was there there were he like they gave him one too, which was super lucky. Do you remember when the first person I can't remember what what month it was when the first person got vaccinated. For some reason I think it was like January. It might have been January. It definitely yeah, it, I don't I, Trump was still active president when it happened. Okay, maybe it was December then. Anyway, well, been, we need to keep an eye we got to keep an eye on those people because then we'll know about that. The thing is, we don't know how long this thing's going to last. That's true. So those start people start getting it, getting it again. Like a month that is two. true. But uh, man, <laughs> we'll deal. With that. I mean, I'm going to get I'll it across that bridge. Well, we'll maybe there. I'll just try to. I'm going to try to get mine in like May, so it'll last the whole <laughs> summer. Last the summer, and I'll just wear off like whatever. I'm going to be inside. <laughs> yeah, to wear off at the. Yeah, exactly. To wear off at the. Oh, and that would be so fucking miserable. If that's the case um something Dang, yeah i might aim for may um we've been talking of about COVID for half of this podcast uh situations around it which is pointy i mean there's a lot to discuss and the fuck else yeah. are we going to talk about but um kind of linking on to me just walking around the neighborhood to enjoy the weather and stuff so i've been tracking my steps or just like looking at my steps like the iphone gives a little yeah. app that tracks your steps and stuff. I don't know if it's as accurate. I used to have a Fitbit back in the day. And by back in the day, I mean like mm. five years ago or whatever. And I felt a little bit more confident with how close that was tracking my steps. But regardless, yeah, the, the goal, the like general goal for walking is to get 10,000 steps in a day. And I've been going yeah. on like just random walks around for like an hour, hour and a half and everything. I, it's hard to fucking get to 10,000 steps. Today. Yeah. I used to hit that when I first had my Fitbit back in the day. That's like when I was a waiter. And yeah. Like a oh, server. Well, yeah. So I was, yeah. I was hitting 10,000 whenever yeah. I, I would work a shift, but I'm like just walking around for like an hour, hour and a half, just trying to get steps in. And it's hard to get to 10,000 straight up. It There's definitely like, I still, I, we were discussing a little bit in, our, in the Thursday, but like when, when you get that first desk job, you know what I mean? That's when you really notice that drop off. Oh, yeah. Especially if you're coming from any type of job that's like, you know, like serving or, or anything yeah. like that. I, I, I miss but, it for a lot of reasons, mainly because like I could be on my feet for hours at yeah. a time and it wouldn't bother me now. Like I could go to I could go to like a festival, uh, like a music festival, be on my feet all day, not have any issues because that's just what I was already doing. But now, if I go yeah. just stand at a bar for an hour, like whatever, my feet start to hurt. And I'm like, what the, the hell? Fuck that. I, I, and it is true because, like, I, I used to be on my feet all the time, too. Even, even in some of my older IT jobs, too, when I was, like, a field tech and I was on my feet a lot, or at least more than I am now. But, like, there's something about, like, the, the end of the day tired when you've been sitting all day and are, like, mentally exhausted oh. is somehow like it's i don't want to say it's worse because obviously it's not as it's going to be less tired than someone who's been roofing all day or something but like it's a different type of like mushy tired where like all you want to do is like continue to like yeah be mush. you're worn out whereas when i was on, you haven't 
act actively done anything and all you want to do is right, lie down yeah. and not do anything more <laughs> which yeah. isn't which isn't good for your body mentally or no de- definitely not yeah it's like a weird and then that that adds a whole like layer of like shame to it because <laughs> yeah. it's like I, i've been sitting i've been all sitting all day, all day, day and now i'm just sitting gonna lay I'm gonna down. lie on the couch and just watch <laughs> right. another a, a slightly bigger screen <laughs> and right. fill my fill my body with definitely not the healthiest of things um no it's yeah. true it, it's hard being healthy man I, I i used to count calories and stuff um mm-hmm. like plug into an app everything that i was eating i used to scan barcodes yeah my fitness up. yeah my fitness is what i was yeah, using and uh that shit's annoying and i i should probably go back to doing it honestly because like well, it's some annoying. of the healthiest i've ever been is when i was tracking my calories yeah. and i was working out constantly and that was all before i also had a desk job and i feel like having a desk job right. has really sucked out a lot of the life of me yeah it does i mean it Not that i don't enjoy sure my does. job i love my job love the people i work with we'll just want to put that yeah i mean i i love my job too it, it just is hard like i and i'll even notice it on because i have the apple watch and the same thing where it checks you check your rings or whatever uh-huh. and like the days like on the weekend my movement ring will be all like gone. And then, you know, on during the week, I'm like, wow, I've burned, I've not moved in seven hours or whatever. So I've, it's so anyway, whatever. Woe is me, I guess, <laughs> but it is tough. But... No, no, it is tough. I, I've legitimately at times, and I've like legit been really close and really considered the idea of just moving to some sort of island, Cayman Islands or something and just being a bartender and just like, whatever. I don't need these stresses. Like, obviously, no matter what life you choose, there will be stresses that will come and go. But just the the general rat race and kind of the desk jobby, white collarness, I feel like that is not... us humans living to our potential and i feel like just general happiness would go up if i if i was just like if i was a bartender i wasn't making that much money but i lived like in the cayman islands and was a bartender and it was sunny and nice every day and my my biggest concerns are trying to make some apple martini for some chick on vacation (laughs) like i might be just happier yeah i mean most of the time like if you're making enough to where you can like feed yourself and like get some clothes or whatever like you're good it is true where you you get to a point where especially and i feel like covid kind of made it worse at least for me now it's like everyone just thinks you're accessible all the time oh my god because it's like oh you're at home you got people like emailing you late and stuff and like and just seeing the email is like not good for you mentally you know what i mean so oh no i i do not now i i close out my email i do not check the email on my phone when i'm not working i refuse I set those. Yeah. I set those limits because I, I just it, it it's not good mentally. Like, and I know everybody's situation is different. I do have that ability where, look, I can get my shit done. No, nothing's gonna happen. I can get it done during normal hours. If I'm not getting back to them at seven thirty or eight at night, it can wait until the morning. Nothing's going to happen, or whatever. 
Yeah. But there was a point, like when I was, especially in the position that I am now, I I was doing that. I was looking at my email, making sure I got back to people at no ma- hours, no matter what hour it was of the day. But you, it, it it's not it's not a mentally healthy place to be. I don't think. No. Oh, yep. Like, well, have me- those boundaries. I do that too, or I've been recently trying to draw more boundaries, or just trying to be less accessible. Not less accessible, but just being more but like you, setting yeah, the boundaries set the for bad, myself. Like you, but like even even seeing even seeing the red ticker on my email, like at nighttime when it's like nine, and I'll see it's at like three or something. I'm like, even just seeing that is like, <laughs> like type of deal. You oh know yeah. I mean? Well, see, luckily I don't have that problem because I have three. You turn off notifications. Well, I have. Well, yeah, I I don't have notifications on on my phone. Those little numbers will pop up, like mm-hmm. to show you like unread email or whatever. But I have that email like on my iPhone connected to three different emails. One of which is oh, so you don't know what? Yeah, one. one of which is just like an email that I just use for signing up for things, and I just know like that email is just all spam. It's all just advertisements. That's all I'm getting. So when I do yeah. get new email things, I'm not necessarily associating associating it with some work email. I'm just like whatever. That could just be uh, yeah, that could be fans sending me some sale that they're having, like whatever. Okay. Um, but it's important. Yeah. I it, and I think it really did happen uh, in a larger percentage to a lot of people over the past year with everybody working from home and stuff where the, just those those boundaries that were like well if i'm in the office yeah i'm clearly working and if i'm not in the office then i'm not working where everybody's working from home everybody's on like kind of different schedules and it, it and then people feel obligated to show that they are working or to show that they are attentive. yeah yeah even when it wouldn't cause that. And if they were still working in the office, they wouldn't respond to those things that they feel more necessary to respond to now that they're working from home or something like that. That's a problem. People, we've got to, we got to set these, we have to have boundaries um, between work and life. We've got to, we got to make them. Yeah. It depends on the industry too. Like there's certain industries where the people are just working nonstop. Right. And like, that's great. Yeah, And that's a lot of people that I I, I work with too. Um, And that was happening. I mean, that was, that's like something that was happening before the the quarantine. And a lot of those, I, and I get that there are certain jobs where that's just kind of par for the course. And that doesn't even have to do with the the COVID or. Yeah. With COVID. But it used to be like, Oh, you know, I'm, I'm out. Like I can't help. Now it's like people, I feel like there's the expectation behind now, like, oh, they're home anyway. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. but it's, it's not good. But in the beginning I was doing that because I had just started. A, anyway, I'm not going to get too personal. <laughs> what things are, but, uh, anyway. Yeah. It can be, it can be rough, but yeah, it's true. It's all about, you know, creating those healthy boundaries, but it's also hard too. And now I'm working from home all the time where it's like the office is right there. So now I don't have that as much of the separation between, work in and not work but i think this summer is going to be like yeah. helpful for all that being out more being out of the house because i don't really leave the house that much turn off the notifications shut down the email yeah. when you stop working get away from the computer go do something though the warm weather is coming back out i know you're probably going to be setting up a garden 
down there or something like that. Go out and garden a little bit. Yeah. Fit a like water the plants. Like just when you're done work, just get away and go do something I, just completely different. I've been reading a lot recently because, you know, I've been reading all the Harry Potter books again, right. which has been fantastic because I've always been a big reader, but I haven't been. Re- Disclaimer, like, we lately, all know J- the- J.K. Rowling is problematic, but yep. continue. Yeah, continue. I just wanted to I'm say still that. reading Harry Potter. <laughs> Um, but no, that's been super, it's been, cause I've always loved reading, but for the past couple of years I've shifted to like reading, I just end up reading more like computer stuff and uh-huh. stuff, which isn't really disconnecting me. So it's been great reading these Harry Potter books because one, I'm not staring at a screen, Yeah, you know, I'm not like continuing to stare at a screen. Mm-hmm. It's been great. I'm on book four. I'm almost done book oh, four. Nice. No, I, 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 about to get I got to order. I've been, I mean, I've been reading um, a, a, a bunch lately. I, I took a little trip over to Barnes and Nobles. It's nice going into a bookstore. And, and Are they still, what? There's still a Barnes and Nobles out by White Marsh um, over here in oh, okay. Baltimore. And there's very few of them left, obviously. As people know, but it, I, me and my girlfriend, we spent like two hours in a Barnes and Nobles one afternoon. We didn't really have anything to do anyway. But a bookstore, especially a big bookstore, is a great place to spend some time. Fascinating. You can have a good time. Yeah. You can check out all sorts of different books, books you might read, books you might think you would read, but you're not going to read. But then they got games and puzzles, and magazines and all sorts of shit. People hanging out. There's a lot of teens hanging out in the Barnes and Nobles, just like just doing dumb teen shit when I was there the other day. And I really? was like, oh, I totally remember doing this when I was like 15. Like you, there's no, there's nothing for y'all to do. You might not even have cars yet. You just get dropped off at the Avenue and you go walk around and bounce around into like different shops and don't buy anything because you have no money and you cause yeah, <laughs> people get yeah. mad at you. Like some kid was like just throwing around a bouncy ball. And the Barnes and Nobles and the one worker came over and was like, can you stop doing that? Please? <laughs> <laughs> and I just oh started God. laughing. I'm like, oh, I've been there. Like, just doing dumb yeah. shit. But a bookstore is super underrated as just a time to spend, even if you're not going to buy any books. I, I, I love a good bookstore. to just do a quick little game or maybe segment is probably the better term uh, of I'll t- I guess I'll, I'll title this things that I just don't get. So there's I don't get. Let's just call it I don't get. And these are just like things I've seen or or just observed out in the world that I just don't I just don't understand. And the the, the first thing on my list for things that I don't understand is did we did we just get rid of elevator music? Like I feel like growing up there was always like usually like just standard, just non non-offensive kind of light jazz playing in most in most 
elevators you went into and I feel like that's not a thing anymore. I feel like I haven't heard music in an elevator in like 20 years, but that, in, but it's still like a term people like will say is like, that's elevator music or that, that's like a term people use for certain types of music or stuff like that. I feel like there's no music on any elevators anymore. And I don't understand why we ever got rid of elevators music. Why, why did we stop doing that? Have you been on the, when's the last elevator you remember hearing music on? Yeah, I don't know. Not for, not any time recently. Like, and I know I just thinking about it, I was thinking about it while you were talking about my office elevator. Cause I don't go into the office very much, um, but I was just in last week and there's definitely no music in that elevator. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like the Towson Commons, the the movie theater we used to go to when we were younger, there there used to be a parking lot that was attached to it, and that had an elevator in it. I think. I think a lot of memories in that parking lot. I I just remember doing a lot, like in that elevator, if you were like going down or something or going up, and you like jump, it would like shake the elevator, and people get freaked out. I remember doing that. That. But I feel like at one point that elevator had music on it. And I think that's the last elevator I've ever been on with music in it. And that was like 15 years ago. I just don't understand. Yeah, yeah, I guess that'd be 15 years ago. Um, I bet you've like Nordstrom. I bet if you went to a Nordstrom and used the elevator, you'd hear music. Possibly. I just think we, but there's far too many. I've been on many, many an elevator in the past 15 years no music on any of them it's what's the point you're on an elevator for like four seconds i don't know know what what was the point of having it in the first place i feel like i feel like it makes everybody in a little better mood it's a little less awkward when you're on an elevator with people that you don't know but there's a little little light jazz playing in the background i feel like it cuts the edge you know we need to we need to ask the people. Like, I'm gonna ask my coworkers in New York if the like, because th- those like high rises with like 500 floors uh-huh. where you're on in the elevator for like 30 minutes. Right. I wonder if those. Do. I wonder. You should you should ask them. Come back to me I'll with a, with an answer next week. Uh, they're not gonna know. I bet you they're not even gonna. Like, I don't know. I'll have to <laughs> see the next time I'm in the office. Next yeah, they, year they might not even. Yeah, you know. <laughs> that's true. There's probably people that have been hired that haven't even been into the office over the past year too. Yeah. Um, something else that I, I I just don't I just don't get I just don't understand um, why people keep falling for these marketing ploys that just end up getting more traffic for their name. Uh, we 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 kind of touched touched on it last week, although I didn't really go into this aspect of it, but when we, when I was talking about Dr. Seuss um, and and like all that confer- controversy that surrounded it, they were like banning books, or not banning books, but the estate basically wanted to stop printing books of very lesser known Dr. Seuss titles that didn't, that or that had some racial uh, racist images imagery or imagery. Yeah. In them. And then, but what ended up happening was Dr. Seuss ended up being one of the highest selling book. All of his books started being the highest selling books on Amazon because there was such this polarizing kind of stir crazy 
sickness that was brought onto it that it ended up the Streisand effect boosting the sales of it. And, Bur- and yeah. Burger King, I think, did this this past week. It was International Women's Day uh, this past week. And Burger King, they took out a, like a full ad in the New York Times or something, one, one, of, one of the big papers. And the big headline on it was women belong in the kitchen. And then under it, it was talking about how uh, women in restaurant industry are underserved and they're not given the types of opportunities to become like head chefs and things like that. And they were going to start a program where they were going to like let some women that worked for Burger King get some head chef training or something like that. If you ended up going into the fine detail of the print, they were only doing that for two fucking employees across the country. It's total bullshit. But just them merely putting that ad out there and it being so kind of polarizing, everybody's talking about Burger King for like two days, nonstop. And it doesn't really matter... If it's negative or bad, it's not like Burger King is going to go under and they're all going to fucking close no matter what, like the next day. It just has everybody talking about Burger King for two days. And it's like advertising, like by just, just, and and I think it's marketing out of Dr. Seuss, out of Burger King, out of all these companies that do it. Hey, let's just throw like a Molotov cocktail into this. Let everybody else debate about it, complain about it, say whatever they want to say about it but you know what they're talking about they're talking about us for two days and we're like the one of the most things and you can't even beat that type of publicity and i just don't understand why people keep falling for these bullshit ploys of these big corporations doing these types of things because i feel like this shit happens all the time and all it does is just get people talking about this company. Like people are like, oh, we're gonna boycott this, boycott that. Well, guess what you're doing and guess what you're spreading. Everybody's just talking about the company that you apparently don't want to be supporting. And it's just getting out there. And it's not gonna hurt them at all. If anything, it's gonna benefit them because there's always people that are going against the counter anyway. And if people are getting upset about the ad, then there's gonna be the people like, well, I'm gonna buy all the Burger King because blah, 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 and freedom of speech, blah, blah, blah. Like whatever bullshit shit that people make up in this country. And I just don't understand why people keep falling for it. Yeah, totally. It's everything's marketing. Now. Like even on Reddit, you'll see like a random post and it's like clearly just an advertisement, stuff like that. It's they're everywhere now. Market, yeah. you know, it's, it's like all it, it, over. It's any publicity is good publicity. It's that old adage where no press is bad. Yeah, no press. press is bad press. Like just let, let have people talking about us for a couple of days. It doesn't matter if it's good or bad. We're, it's not bad enough that we're going <laughs> to, no one's ever going to come to us ever again. It only can boost us. And in, in Dr. Seuss's case, it boosted sales way out the fucking sky and shit. And all, yeah. all they had to do was do a one minute little polarizing issue of, hey, we're stopping printing books that we think have racist images in it. And then motherfuckers are buying uh, green eggs and ham and one fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish, even though those didn't even have racist things in them. But there's just such a stir caused up by this thing that they're throwing out there that everybody's going to buy it and and they're going to just benefit off of it. And I, I just don't get it. 
Totally. Uh, the last thing that I wanted to get into, we don't have to spend a lot of time on this, um, but there's been this whole discussion surrounding the Oprah Winfrey interview with Meghan Markle and Prince Harry. Uh, a lot of people have been talking about this, and there's been a million a million viewpoints on the racism of the crown and and the mental health of Megan and what people go through and all of this and that. And like, I get those larger discussions that we're having around it. I'm not surprised that the, the, the British Royal crown is fucking racist. Like no door. They're, they're, (laughs) they're colonized, colonized, uh, what is the term I'm, got I'm looking for? They've been colonizing fucking black and brown countries for centuries upon centuries. Um, no shit. The king or the, the queen, I guess, in this case, is racist as shit. It, but my kind of whole, I just don't understand, especially in this country, in America, why we care so much what is going on with the British crown. Like, I just don't like, I didn't even we, know this was going on. You didn't even know this. They don't do anything. They, don't, yeah, they can't. No. <laughs> I, I had no idea this Oprah interview or anything, but yeah, they don't, it, it, it's all name only. They don't have any power. Yeah, well, they, they probably have some like, um, social. Well, they sway, still like, get like. taxes from that. Like, I mean, that's how they make money. They just tax every fucking citizen in great Britain and shit and they're not even doing anything more anymore they have a parliament over there like it, it's all for show it's almost like cult-like in the way that a lot of the british treat the the british royal family and how they're all untouchable they the they make really good deals with the media over there there's like a whole big um like dinner that they do for all of the media to stay in their good graces to keep the 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 just positiveness about what it is to be the queen of England and what it is to be one of the princes or princesses of England are about but like it's all bullshit it doesn't really mean anything and we know that but like they live in their own cult over there in Great Britain I don't understand why Americans care so much about the British royal family we fucking won a goddamn war so we wouldn't have to fucking worry about this goddamn shit (laughs) and now like that shit that oprah winfrey interview with prince harry and Meghan markle that did like super bowl numbers there was like millions of people watched that shit on sunday and i just i just don't get the fascination with it i get i get people's concern about the racism trying to change different things that happened with how the crown is in the different race racist shit that happens over in the UK. But like I don't I just don't understand why people care about the Queen of fucking England. Like I just don't I just don't in America. I just don't understand it. Yeah, I I, I mean I don't I definitely don't <laughs> you didn't even know that I, fucking interview happened this week. You've been no living idea. in a much more peaceful world than I've been living in. I spend too much time on Twitter though. I, I, I Yeah you gotta get you gotta that's not good mentally either. You got to cut yeah. back on that. Coming from the guy who's constantly posting stuff in our thread from Reddit, because that's so much more <laughs> of a only, utopia. <laughs> I cut down. No, I've been I've been only allowing myself social media or well Reddit. That's the only one I go on in the morning 
and then I stop looking at it during the day or at night unless I need uh, football news uh-huh. or computer news or computer stuff because it is actually useful for yeah, for that. So stuff. is Twitter. So um, is Twitter. But and what? No, it's not. <laughs> no, actually, no, it's not. Reddit's actually used. Twitter's useful for like useful for newsbreakers, people being in the no, scene of things. I'm talking about. I'm talking about work. Oh, though. Okay. I'm talking about like like for like computer right. stuff. But um. But, and then my one coworker, she gave up uh, social media for Lent, which I thought was a great idea. She's probably uh, much more she, Yeah, I was like, it, it, does she seem, but you're not actually going to work with this person, so you don't see her on a daily basis. But I bet, no. I bet you she's like more peaceful. Um, yeah. Because like, I mean, all of the social media, all of the stuff that's like on your phone, it's really just programmed us to always constantly be on the alert for Did you like, watch that? information and like did you watch that documentary i told you about on, on no Netflix? no it scared me it scared the living daylights out of me was, you I did watch terrified it terrified of watching it no i didn't watch it oh, oh, oh you need to watch it i mean geez i had already cut down my social media but after watching that i cut it down even more it was <laughs> oh, crazy God. no i mean like i i always think that there will be this one day this one breaking point where i'm just like fuck all of this i'm just gonna like farm and not pay attention to any of this stuff anymore but it, it, it it's got a hook in you it's got a hook in us all of us i try just not i'm trying not to react to it as much because that like an- anxiety spike that it causes when you're re- and I, honestly i've i have less of it now with like certain people not being in office anymore it's like reading stuff that just pisses you off you know because even if it's something you, you don't agree with or you do agree with if you're getting those feelings it's not good for you because no. it's also like fleet and then you're then you're looking at the next thing that it gives you that like dopamine yeah. like hit whether it's positive or negative and then it's just the next one the next one then you're just like worn out right. and like what for what i just read a bunch of bullshit yeah, I, I, or people like joking i heard someone compare what like scrolling through twitter scrolling through facebook or instagram or reddit or like whatever what it basically is is like somebody playing a slot machine like you're just you gotta watch the dude constantly constantly like you gotta watch the documentary they go through all all i'm of scared this. to watch it i'm scared to watch it. you should watch it it's good i mean it, i like the way they did the documentary too because they did it um you know those like murder uh tv shows where they do like the reenactments oh, yeah. you know what i mean and they're always terrible they do like re- like like half joking, but it's serious because they're doing like reenactments of what they're describing, mm-hmm. so that it you know if someone else is watching that doesn't totally get the like scientific part, they kind of like they have those reenactments. So you could I do you know, make love it more a good reenactment. It does help me visualize yeah. the situation better. Like like if you're on History Channel and if I'm watching one special. And they're just using like pictures and black and white photos, yeah. and doing the Ken Burns cut on like a lot of them, or yeah, like the whatever. This is like it's fine, but yo, get, just get some actors, reenact that shit. Let me see what's like, what, yeah. what what that looks like. I'm a little bit more invested, and in, if you, if you get me going with that. But uh, those are just three things that I just didn't understand. I just don't get. I just am confused by in the world that is surrounding us. Almost to a close for the podcast this week, but before we get out of here, we gotta give our recommendation. And recommendations, our recommendation, 
people. This is something that me and Kevin suggest to y'all out there. It could be anything that we're enjoying. Music, TV, books, anything at all. We like to share it with y'all. Y'all might find it interesting. So, Kevin, what is your recommendation for this week? My recommendation for this week is Paramount+. Plus. The application, yeah. or the, the new streaming service, Paramount+. Plus. I signed up for it because they do uh, a free month, and then it's only, and then it's like four. I'm not positive I'll keep it after the free month, and I'll, I'll kind of give it a go. Uh-huh. But the soccer that they have, and what really got me was all the MTV content, because they have all the, they don't have all the Jersey Shore. They only have, they have all the Jersey Shore, but they don't have all of Jersey Shore family. Do they have which is what all I, of Are You the One? I don't know. Should, they have some of it. You would like that reality show if you watched I, it. I want to. Yeah, I'm I want to sure watch it because because that's right up here. I'm gonna probably watch that. Um, see, I was very uh, down on Paramount Plus until I saw I had to sign up for it the other day because the soccer game. The yeah, all the Champions the, uh, League games are being played on that. So I already had CBS All Access, right, and then right. they just grandfathered that into Paramount Plus. So now I also have Paramount Plus. So I feel you. I feel you. I'm very tempted because Peacock Plus or whatever is $4.99. And I think that's the best streaming one out of all of them. I could totally make do on just Paramount Plus and Peacock Plus, And that would be cheaper than half the streaming services. out. Netflix is 20 bucks now. Yeah, I know. 20 bucks a month. Netflix. Netflix is shot up. I just got an email yesterday or two days ago saying that my Disney Plus uh, subscription is going up. Oh, they're all gonna go up i mean enjoy enjoy the paramount plus and peacock at the price that it is now because in a year that, it will yeah. be a lot oh, with for the rest of them for sure so i think i might do i might just alternate you know with the mo and then the motor trend app is 4.99 but i, I don't use that because they did the new top gears on that but i'm not gonna i canceled that <laughs> one i might watch Fucking one or two every more like, goddamn place has every, app. like motor trend has one? too much <laughs> That's crazy. It's too much, man. It, it is too way much. too. But but at the same time, I'd rather have like I, I'm trying to make that decision where like I don't want to use I don't want to buy all of them because I could totally see myself doing that, and I'm just gonna be wasting money because I'm not gonna be watching all of them. Yeah. I would rather just pay for like a couple of the cheaper ones, like. But it's not even because Peacock. Anyway, whatever. There's a lot of content on Peacock and Paramount, and that would cover all of soccer too, which would be pretty great. Yeah. Um, yeah, too bad. Too know. bad you're a Newcastle supporter. But I do, I do support. Yeah, they don't show <laughs> Newcastle on that. I do support all of the Paramount Plus stuff that you've said. They've also got all the library to Nickelodeon. All of those yeah. old Nickelodeon shows. As told by Ginger. <laughs> As told by Ginger. As told by Ginger. Great, great show. Wild thornberries. You can get a little Rugrats in there. A- anything that you want. I, I, I fully support Paramount Plus. My recommendation for this week is the musician i encourage and urge all of y'all if y'all aren't familiar or haven't really gone into her catalog the wonderful artist carol king former former wife of uh uh, james taylor but carol king is a american legend and gift to all of us she is one of the best music songwriters i think that we've ever had in america i i was just like listening to some music 
the other day and I was listening to the Drifters up on a roof. It's like an old school song. It's like from like the 50s or something. Just like an old up on the roof. It's like like some black guys, just like a classic, like there's like five black guys singing songs and shit. And it's good. It's a good song. But I was looking up just some history on that song or it was popping up on my Spotify or whatever. And then it came up that Carol King wrote that song. And I was like, wait, Carol King wrote this song? And like I'm, I've been familiar with Carol King, like the music that she's like played and sang. Like she's got some great fucking tunes. But then I just went into this wormhole of all the other songs that she wrote, and it is crazy. And I think it's one of like the coolest talents in the world, like a poet or a songwriter. Because I understand, like I've played music most of my life, and while I I can't like compose a song musically just because i like i'm a drummer but like somebody to write a song just like on guitar like just the different chords and things and progression like i understand that i don't really understand people that are able to piece together words and make it like emotional to make you feel things and to paint a picture i think it's super amazing and she's one of the best to ever do it and i just think that if you haven't been getting your Carol King fixin'. Go into her archive and not just the music that she played piano with and sang, but also all the other tunes. Cause she made, she wrote so many songs for so many awesome artists over the years that you wouldn't even know was her writing. And it's always awesome. It's always beautiful. It's always poignant. It's always hits you right there in the heart. So I can't say enough for my recommendation for people, go out, listen to some Carol King, get some Carol King into your life. That is really interesting. I was listening to a podcast about with someone recently with something similar. Like it is crazy that the writers out there that are like, will write something specifically for someone like they can capture someone else's, like they write something in someone else's voice. Yeah. Like that is just insane. Because it, it, I have, yeah. don't have that talent. Prince, Prince any... did that. Prince wrote so many songs for other people. And it's like just that talent, like to be able to like just write word like along with write words that tell a story that convey feeling and meaning in a serious way. It's not just some like bullshit words that are strung together because they sound cool or they rhyme or whatever. Like there's actual substance in the words that she's writing with a lot of the songs, and it's it's always been fascinating to me. And I think it's one of the coolest things ever. And I think Carol King is one of the coolest people ever. But I think that will do it for us this week. It's been another fun week talking to everybody out there, getting some stuff off of our chest. And, uh, and please, yeah, tell any of your family, friends, loved ones about us. We really would appreciate it, especially if they you, you think they would be into a podcast like ours. We, we're into all of that stuff. So, uh, Kevin, did you have anything you wanted to say? Any parting shots you wanted to give to the people before we get out of here? Not a thing. Well, that's cool. Well, then, goodbye to all of you. I am Justin Dorsey. That's Kevin O'Connor. And this has been the Threadland Podcast. Threadland.